0: Don't forget that you can catch this message on uh Anchor FM, also Apple iTunes, and also Pandora. Amen. You alright back there, Pastor Lagrange, or you'd like to come closer? Are you all right? You alright? All right. Amen. I'm glad to see you. Amen. Amen. You doing all right? Yes, sir. All right, all right. Good to see you, Sister Lagrange. Amen. Amen. Always looking lovely. Amen. 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 Turn with me to the book of Psalms, chapter 41. Glad to see Brother David Raymond. Amen. 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 And his daughter. Amen. 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 Psalms 41. And also, we're going to read Psalms 109. Then, 2 Peter 3. Psalms 41, we're only going to read one verse out of Psalm 41. Man, when you get it, say amen. 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 David writes prophetically, and he says in the eighth verse in my Bible, I'm not sure which verse it is uh, in your Bible. Maybe it's verse 8. I'm not exactly sure. This is the concrete, uh, complete Jewish Bible. It says, even my close friend on whom I relied, who shared my table, has turned against me. I believe in the King James, it said he's lifted up his heel against me. Now, Psalms 109, verse 8. Psalms 109. And my Bible is verse 8, okay? Uh, It says, may his days be few. May someone else take his position. Now, 2 Peter chapter 3. 2nd Peter chapter 3 verse 9 says in the King James the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness but is suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all, everyone, should come to repentance. Now turn with me to the book of John, verse 13, and that's our text. Book of John, verse 13,
1: chapter
0: 13. John chapter 13, verse 18, Jesus speaking, I speak not of you all, I know whom I have chosen, but that the scripture may be fulfilled, he that eateth bread with me hath lifted up his heel against me. Now I tell you before it come that when it does or when it come to pass, ye may believe that I am he. Verily, I say unto you, he that receiveth whosoever I send, receiveth me. And he that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. When Jesus had thus said, He was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you that one of you shall betray me. Then the disciples looked one on another, doubting of whom he spake. Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore beckoned, to him that he should ask who it should be of whom he spake. He then, lying on Jesus' breast, saith unto him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, he it is to whom I shall give a sop when I have dipped it. When he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. Verse 27 says, and after the sop, Satan entered into him. Then said Jesus unto him that thou or what thou do, do it quickly. Now no man at the table knew for what intent he spake this unto him. For some of them thought because Judas had the bag that Jesus had said unto him by those things. That we have need of against the feast or for the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. He then, having received the sop, went immediately out and it was night. The title of the message is Jesus Knows Who Is At the Table. Jesus Knows Who Is At the Table. Father, we ask that you would speak through your word, that you would have your way, that your word would have free course. Lord, I yield my body, my vocal cords, my mind, my inner faculties, I yield them to you. My spirit, I yield to you that you might speak to us out of your word. Father, arrange my thoughts in such a way, Lord, that they're not my thoughts, because you said that your thoughts are higher than my thoughts and your ways are higher than my ways. So, Father, help me to have the mind of Christ this morning for your people. Lord, speak through me as a vessel that is ready to be poured out. Father, fill me with your wisdom, with your unction, with your anointing. Lord, fill me with yourself. Lord, incarnate within me, Lord, and speak through me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Jesus knows who is at the table. The psalmist David looked down through history. God enabled him to see supernaturally what he could not see naturally. You know, a lot of times God will do that. He will allow us to see things spiritually that we otherwise would not be able to see. Through a word of wisdom and David said, I looked down and I saw somebody that sat at the table. But even though the table represented a place of fellowship, even though this communion table represents a connection or is supposed to represent a connection that we have with Jesus. Because any time that you sit down with someone At their table, it means that you're having fellowship with them. Jesus said in the book of Revelations, if any man hear my voice, if any man open that door, I'm knocking. But if any man would open the door, I will come into him and I'll do what? I'll sup with him, have supper with him, and he will have supper with me. Jesus said as often as you do this, you do this. As a remembrance of me. Jesus sat around the table of fellowship with his disciples. This was to be the last supper that they would have together. But even though he sat down amongst his disciples, there was one who was his enemy. There was one who was a devil. There was one who was dispositionally wicked. And in the church today, if there were wicked people or a wicked person that was in Jesus in a circle, how much more do you think there will be a wicked person in the church? Not everybody that followed Jesus, followed Jesus because they love Jesus or because they wanted a connection with Jesus. Judas didn't follow Jesus because he loved him. Second Peter three nine said it is not the Lord's will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But nevertheless, even though Judas was one of the twelve, even though Judas by Jesus, by his own confession, he confessed that I chose Judas. He said, I chose twelve of y'all. One of you. But one of you is a devil. Mm-hmm. You say, well, how is it that Jesus chose Judas? How is it when Jesus knows the heart of each and every individual? Believe me, Jesus knows the heart of everyone in here today that will take up this communion. He searches the motives and intents of the heart. So how is it? That Jesus, even though he knows everything, he still chose a devil. Why is it? Because Jesus gives everybody an equal chance. Yes, Because Jesus gives everybody a chance to know God. On the day of judgment, Judas will not have opportunity to say, I didn't know. That's it. Huh? Judas was right there when Jesus opened the blinded eyes. Judas was right there when Jesus healed the sick. Judas was right there when Jesus cast out the devil. But nevertheless, Judas had something inside of him that would not allow him to connect with Jesus. How is it that these disciples, Peter, James and John and all the disciples took hold of the word and were effective in the world in preaching and yes. teaching and becoming apostles and all that kind of thing. No more, ain't gonna
1: never
0: change. Jesus said, I gave uh, I gave power to all of you. Judas was one of the ones that Jesus gave power to. Yes, Judas said right under Jesus teaching. Lord, help
1: us, help but us. it
0: never penetrated his heart. Lord, Jesus. He was never changed. He was born a thief and he died a thief. Lord, help us. Help us, Father. Jesus gave him an equal opportunity. The Bible said that Jesus went out into the marketplace and he saw men standing idly by. And there was not one that he did not give an opportunity to. He said, "You go to work, and you go to work, and you to go to work, and you go to work, even though you may be dispositionally challenged. Go to work."
1: Help us, mm-hmm. help us. Help us. Mm-hmm.
0: Judas sat at the table, but you see, Jesus never meant that much to Judas. Come on, mm. that's it. Judas had a love mm-hmm. for thievery. Yes. Lord have mercy. Judas cannot get past his own self. Oh, help us. How can a person sit in the church Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday under the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, under the anointing of God, mm-hmm. see miracles happen, see people at the point of death and God bring them back and they're still the same. Lord, help us. Help because there's something that they love That's more it. than they love Jesus. Go right, right.
1: oh, help us, Father.
0: John 13 verse 1 and 2. It was just before the festival of Pesach or Passover and Yeshua knew that the time had come for him to pass from this world to the father. Having loved his own people in the world, his disciples, he loved them to the end, even though Jesus knew what was in Judas. Mm-hmm. Even though Jesus knew what Judas was up to, yes, sir. even though Jesus knew the inter recesses of Judas's heart, Jesus still loved Judas. Yes, he, did. he loved them to the end. Mm-hmm. He said they were at supper and the adversary had already put the desire to betray him into the heart of Judas had already put it there. John 13, verse 18 through 30 that we read, Jesus said, I'm not talking to all of you. Amen. Amen. But underneath the sound of my voice, there's somebody whose motives are wrong. There's somebody whose disposition is wrong. There's somebody who is self-seeking. There is somebody who will not yield to me because they can't get past what's in their own heart. Oh my Lord. He says, I know which ones I have chosen. I know you. I chose you. Because I tried to give you a chance. I knew that you wouldn't respond correctly, but I chose you. I knew you wouldn't follow me to until the end, but I chose you. I knew that you would betray me, but I chose you. See, sometimes we have to be right even when everybody else is doing us wrong. Oh hallelujah. I know
1: that's right.
0: But the words of the former covenant or the Tanakh must be fulfilled that say the one eating my bread has turned against me nothing hurts worse than somebody that has been your friend or supposedly your friend somebody that has come along and tried to befriend you with a facade and outward show somebody who pretends to be in the inner circle somebody who pretends to be something that they are not and you let them in. And they betray you. No, nothing hurt worse than that. My own familiar friend. The one that I took sweet counsel with. The one that walked with me and talked with me. The one that was there with me. The one who I thought was on my side. Is the very one who has plotted against me. The one that smiled in my face. The one that said God bless you. The one that said, I'm with you, Rev. The one that said, I'm on your side. The one that said, I'm praying for you, Rev. Is the very one that's waiting to see how they can do me in. But you know what? I'm not worried about that. Jesus had it happen to him. If your friend betrays you, you then you look back to John chapter 13. And you'll see that Jesus had it happen unto him. If they did it to Jesus, what makes you think that you're exempt? But nevertheless, Judas needed to understand that even though you are with me and you're with the 12, I know who you are. (laughs) See, God will not leave you blinded. God will not allow you to be deceived, but God will identify who is with you and who is not. Jesus told his disciples, he said, I'm telling you now, before it happens I already know what's gonna happen mm-hmm. see but sometimes even though you know what's going on you still have to carry on with the will of God you can't allow anything to hinder the will of God God has made it plain show you what happened what's gonna happen God knows the future he said I know the end from the beginning yes, he does. but even though you know that there's a devil in your midst I don't. Don't charge it to God. No, no, sir. It's not God's fault. No, it's not. It's that person's fault. I, 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 you know, a lot of time people look at the church and they look at church folk and they and they and they and they, and they view God and that individual in through the same lens. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. Don't blame God for what somebody else did. I know I'm not going to that church, ain't nothing but a bunch of hypocrites down there. I'm not going down there because they don't never do right and they're backbiting and all that kind of thing. But what did Jesus do? Yeah. He said, I'm telling you this so that when it comes to happen, you may believe that I am who I say I am. He says, yes, indeed. I tell you that a person who receives someone I send receives me and that anyone who receives me receives the one who sent me. Huh? If they reject you, they're not just rejecting you. But they're rejecting Jesus. And if they're rejecting Jesus, they're not just rejecting Jesus, but they're rejecting the father because they're all one. You say after this, after saying this, Yeshua in deep anguish of spirit declared. Yes, indeed. I tell you that one of you will betray me. The Talmud then, all the disciples started at uh, stared at one another totally mystified. Totally mystified. Whom could he mean? One of his disciples, the one Yeshua particularly loved, John was reclining close beside him. So Shimon Kepha or Peter motioned to him and said, ask which one he's talking about. Leaning against Yeshua's chest, he asked Yeshua, Lord, who is it? Who is it that you're talking about? Which one of us are you talking about? Could it be me? We should never get past the point of saying, could it be me? In any situation that has gone haywire, in any situation that is in trouble, we ought to always ask the question, could it be me? Yeshua answered, it's the one to whom I give a piece of matzah. Matzah was unleavened bread. It was bread that didn't have anything added to it. It was bread. After I dipped in the dish, so he dipped the piece of matzah and gave it to Judas, as soon as Yeshua or as soon as Judas took the piece of bread of matzah, the adversary went into him. The devil is looking for an opportunity, whoever he can use. Don't you remember when Peter was out there and Peter was rebuking Jesus and Jesus was about to go to the cross. And Peter said, not so, Lord, this will not happen unto you. You will not go to the cross. And and Jesus turned around to Peter and said, get behind me, Satan. Satan had tried to come through Peter. He had tried to interrupt things through Peter. The devil is always looking for somebody he can get into to interrupt the work of God. He's always looking for somebody that he can get into to try to sidetrack what God is doing. He's always looking for somebody, and he finally found him somebody by the name of Judas. And he came into him because Jesus did not have complete control of Judas's heart. Money had control of Jesus, of Judas' heart. Self-gain had control of Judas' heart. Self-advancement had control of Judas's heart. When something else We say we're Christians, but when something else has control of our heart, the devil is able to come on in and operate in our lives because we're not totally given to Jesus anyway. My Lord, my the devil is looking for an opportunity, he's looking for somebody that's playing around with sin, he's looking for somebody that's not doing the right thing, he's looking for somebody who's compromising, he's looking for somebody who's playing with their with, with witchcraft, he's looking for somebody that's playing with little dolls and sticking pins in it, he's looking for somebody that's out there at the casino, that's supposed to be a Christian, he's looking for somebody that's at the ballroom, that's supposed to be saved. Because any time, we allow something else and didn't Paul say, don't give a foothold to the devil all the devil is looking for is a little crack all he's looking for is a little opening and if our hearts is not totally given to Jesus he sees his opening and he'll come on in there whether Judas knew that Satan was operating through him or not it was Satan Jesus had identified who was operating through Judas hallelujah Concerning Jesus, as he sat with his disciples, who he had chosen without any bias or prejudice or favoritism on his part, for the Bible tells us that God is no respecter of persons and God and Jesus are one. So we must conclude that Jesus also is no respecter of persons either. We can also draw the conclusion concerning Jesus and God, the creator, that they are internalists. Did you hear what I said? They are internalists. They view from the outside or from the inside out. They don't just judge the behavior, but they judge the motives of that behavior. Remember, Judas betrayed Jesus with a kiss. Jesus knew that he had chosen 12 disciples, but one of them was a devil. i said it before and I'll say it again. Everybody that kiss on you don't love you. Amen. Everybody that kiss on you don't love you. Oh yeah, they must love me because every time they see me, they give me a hug. Every time they see me, they're kissing me. Mm-hmm. But it was Judas that had already set Jesus up. It was Judas that had already... Made the plot. It was Judas. It was premeditated. Huh? His heart was never with Jesus. He followed Jesus because he saw what Jesus could do for him. He followed Jesus because he saw an advantage to Jesus for himself. Oh, y'all don't know what I'm talking about. You ain't never had nobody hang around you only because of what you have? You ain't never had nobody hang around you because you have money? Huh? Huh? When we was in the world, I had people hung around us because we had weed or because we had a beer or because we had wine or, or whatever it was. We knew the girls or whatever. Hung around you for ulterior motives. There are people that hang around Jesus, but they have ulterior motives. Their motive is not him. How many of us would like that? If people only pretend to be our friend only because of what they can get, not because they really love us. How much more do you think Jesus wants somebody that just love him for him? He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul and with all of your strength. In other words, let there be no area in your heart and in your life that does not love Jesus that is not devoted to Jesus. A person that is half-hearted. Why would they come down and take the Lord's Supper when the Lord's Supper is saying that I have fellowship with him. But yet there's another lover in the back of my mind. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Yeshua said, I've chosen 12 of y'all, but one of y'all is a devil. Jesus knows that some people's dispositions it's just what it is, but he still has to allow it. And I'm closing. Jesus understands that some people's disposition is just what it is. And it's not that they can't change. It's that they won't change. He said, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things that become new. One time Jesus went out there and the man said, you can heal me, Lord. And he, Jesus said, yeah, I can heal you, but do you want to be healed? Some people don't want to change. Some people don't want to turn loose of the world. Some people don't want to turn loose of whatever they're playing in the world with. They don't want to turn it loose. And consequently, because Judas was not willing to turn it loose, Judas went out there and betrayed Jesus. Judas was the first suicide that was ever recorded in history. Huh? He went out there and hung himself. And the Bible says, see, either we're going to do something with what's in us or what's in us is going to do something with us. Did you hear what I said? Either we, I didn't say just you, I said either we are going to do something with what's in us. Whatever lust. Whatever thing that is in us that nobody else may not even know nothing about. Either we're going to do something with that thing or that thing is going to do something with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, one of you is a devil. Isn't that right? So now, while Yeshua was in Jerusalem or Jerusalem at the Pesach or at the at the feast of Passover, there were many people there who believed. In his name. When they saw the miracles he performed. But he did not commit himself. To them. For he knew what was in people. He knew what was in every man. So he didn't need anyone. To inform him about a person. Because he knew what was in. A person's heart. That's what God is after. God said they draw near to me with their lips. But their hearts. Hallelujah. Let me close with this. The Lord's Supper must never lose the element of introspection. The Lord's Supper must never lose the element of introspection what is introspection when I look inside of myself by the aid of the Holy Spirit and say Lord is there anything in me that's wrong is there anything in me that needs to be corrected is there anything in me that's not like you David said search me Lord and see if there be any wicked way in me because if I judge myself I might excuse myself if I judge myself I might be light on myself if I judge myself I might judge incorrectly and Paul said those who compare to amongst themselves is not wise so I can't compare myself to somebody else and figure out if I'm alright or if I'm not alright. I need to compare myself to Jesus. First Corinthians 11 27-32 says therefore whoever eats the Lord's bread or drinks the Lord's cup in an unworthy manner will be guilty of desecrating the body and the blood of the Lord. So let a person examine himself first First and then he may eat of the bread and drink of the cup for a person who eats and drinks without recognizing the body eats and drinks judgment upon himself this is why many among you are weak and sick and some have died if we would examine ourselves we would not come under judgment but when we are judged by the lord we are being disciplined So that we will not be condemned along with the world. All of these men sat at the table. John sat at the table. Mark, Luke, all the disciples sat at the table. But Jesus singled in and zoomed in on two men. Peter, who he said would deny him, and Judas, who he said would betray him. Peter denied him, but Peter came back and repented because Peter had the right kind of heart. There's some people that could do Jesus wrong and he'll put his finger on it and he'll walk away and do the same thing again or even worse. Judas wasn't like that because he had no connection with Jesus. And I'm closing with this. Don't you remember when Jesus was in Simon's house and Mary came to him with an alabaster box of costly ointment and poured the ointment on Jesus. And Jesus said, she did this to prepare me for my burial. But the Bible says in some of the gospels, it says that his disciples became indignant. His disciples were angry. But John points out who that disciple was. Judas. That disciple was Judas. And Judas said, Why this waste? Huh? He looked at what she had did to Jesus. Jesus had driven devils out of this woman. Jesus had Raised her brother from the dead. She had a reason to praise the Lord. But Judas didn't look at it right. So none of his relationship with Jesus could be right. Because he didn't see Jesus in the right way. He never valued Jesus. That's why some people can come in here. And hear the word and go away and do the same thing over and over again. That's why some people can come here and take up the Lord's Supper just trifling and, and, and not even take it to heart what they're doing because they never valued Jesus anyway. They never valued him. They liked what he did for them. The crowd, the 5,000 followed him. And Jesus said, you didn't follow me because of the miracles and all that kind of thing. You follow me because you got something to eat. You follow me because I satisfied your desires. You followed me because I satisfied your appetite. Some people treat God like he's a great big Santa Claus in the sky. Give me, give me, give me, bless me, bless me, bless me. me, me. But what about us giving us to him? He gave himself for us. That's why this Lord's Supper is here this morning. Because Jesus died on the cross. But Jesus said it's not a one-way relationship. I'm not just going to die on the cross for you. But now you got to take your cross and die for me. You got to die for me the door to church is open the door is open Jesus said I'm not just going to tie on the cross for you but I'm asking you to pick up your cross you and die for me hallelujah Thank you, Jesus said unless you eat this bread unless you take this bread unless you eat my body, my flesh and drink my blood you have no part in me he said because I'm life I'm the one that sustains you so what are we saying when we take this communion we're saying, number one, that we have a relationship with the Lord. We have given ourselves totally to the Lord. We're not playing around with the world. We're not playing with sin. We're not playing around with the devil. That's what we're saying, number one, that I have a relationship because a table signifies fellowship between two people. Yes, yes. Fellowship. Huh? Yes. But not only can we have fellowship with Jesus, but we should have fellowship with one another if we have fellowship with him, oh, John. Huh? number two. We're saying that Jesus sustains me. Jesus is the one that I live by.
1: Don't you know that
0: anything you eat goes into your body? It influences your health. Huh? It influences your eyesight. You're able to see better. Certain things that you eat, you're able to see better. You're able to hear better. You live longer. What is Jesus saying? If, if you consume me, huh? if you partake of me, and consume me, then you will live by me. Why do we eat? Do we eat to live or live to eat? Eat to live. We eat. Miss, miss enough meals and see what
1: happens.
0: live. Miss enough times of consuming Jesus and see what will happen to your spiritual life. Thank you, Father. Your spiritual life will try up. Try up. We have to have this relationship sustained between us thank you and Lord. Jesus. I'm not going to just come and preach no sermon to you and just let so you go I'm home. Jesus. I'm telling you the truth. Can anybody find any untruth in what I'm saying? So I'm to thank you. Thank Jesus. We have to take of Jesus. Jesus is not just a Sunday thing. No, not. The Bible said that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Jesus said, I'm the bread that came down from heaven. Jesus said that I'm the he of the word, right? John said in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Isn't that right? So what is he talking about? He's talking about a vital connection that all of us have to have with him in order to be sustained in this world. You can come by letter Christian experience, candidate for baptism. Don't just come to the church. That's, that's been a long standing thing when you just go join a church. It's not about joining the church. It's not about putting your yeah. name on the road. But it's about giving your heart to Jesus. That's it. Sell it out. be in a church 40 years no, and just have your name on the road, but have no, never no, given no, your no. heart to Jesus. Have never established a relationship with Jesus. No, shut up. No, Why does the world look at the church and say, well, I'm not going there? Because the people in the church don't have, they don't show forth no relationship. Because if you have a relationship with somebody, you ought to have a likeness. That will be something similar. Lord, ask Lord Jesus. Huh? Church ought to look like Jesus. It ought to act like Jesus. It ought to live like Jesus. It ought to treat each other like Jesus. We're one body in Christ. So you mean to tell me you're going to take your physical body and bite your hand off it and and take a saw and cut your hand off and cut your leg off? Lord, so why do we do it to one another? why do we do it to one another? Huh? Why do we do it to one another? When the Bible said that we're His body. We're his body. We belong to him. Not, not just he belonged to us, but we belong to him. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. God bless you. You. you feel up like to consecrating the Lord's Supper, Pastor Lagrange?
1: But I put Jesus in everything I try to do, and I thank God because He's allowing me to walk a little bit, thank you, Lord. And giving me some stuff that I need to have brand new. Thank you, so Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. to well, give me some praise. What you giving some praise today? Come on, give. Me
0: Would you all stand with me? Man, we don't dismiss. We don't dismiss uh, doing communion service, but we follow the Bible where they sung a song and they went out at the end. Amen. Amen. The Bible says Paul says in first Corinthians chapter 11. Verse 28, he says, but let a man, meaning man or woman, let a man examine himself and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself or herself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you. And many sleep or have died is what sleep means there. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when ye come together to eat, tarry one for another. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home that ye come not together unto condemnation, and the rest will I set in order when I shall come. Paul says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Let us all eat together. After the same manner, also he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as oft or as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death until he come. Let's all drink together. And they sung a song and they went out.
1: gives me